All right, you ready? I do believe so, Mel. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to Trust the Journey. I'm Melanie Curtis. And I'm Jason Maletsky. <laughs> Our mission is to live, laugh, love, and learn together. With you, peeps. We're here to create conscious connections grow and contribute through our practice of openness, honesty, vulnerability, humility, and trust. Trusting the entire journey. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. If you want to find us on the internet family, it is trustthejourney.today. So that's our website and our Instagram. We're active on both. If you want to join the Trust the Journey family, where we support each other, expand the conversation, you are welcome at any point. Just donate on Patreon. That button is on our website, and that will get you into our private Facebook group. And really, any amount will get you in there. And we really appreciate everyone who supports us. It really does help us with this, you know, passion project, this this real effort of love. We really are truly grateful and welcome you to join us at any point. So yeah, that should do it, but let's dive into this sucker. Today we're talking 2021, family. <laughs> Thinking about goals and intentions and yeah, forward, a bit forward focused. I think uh, pretty much anybody listening to this could latch on to that idea pretty easily. Yeah. I yeah. like the idea of, I do this every year, not just after an insane pandemic year where everything is so wild. It's, I have a goals list. I have a practice with myself to sit down and reflect on those goals and to contemplate what I might want to change, debrief myself, how did I do? It's and also set intentions too, which are slightly different than specific goals, you know, so an intention for me is like how am I wanting to show up in the world? How am I wanting to feel and be versus what do I want to actually get to a specific result? So I like to reflect on both personally. It sounds like one's a practice and the other is actually something that you achieve. Yeah, exactly. Like, for example, publishing my Audible book, which is the very actionable, specific goal that requires specific actions in order for that to be ultimately completed. Black and white, is it done, is it not done? You know what I mean? Versus something like, I mean, again, we say it with Trust the Journey, but trust. That's a total intention. That's an underpinning intention that I have on my list that when I read it, when it's in my face, taped on my wall next to where I sit at my desk and I see it regularly, I'm reminded of that sort of core intention. And that can mean lots of different things depending on the specificity of a situation, but from a broader perspective, it supports me to trust the universe, to trust myself, to trust in life, stuff like that, which tends to help me diffuse fear and figure out what specific next action might be right for the specific scenario I find myself in. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I would say I operate in a fairly similar way where there are the underpinning modalities that are a constant practice the things that are every day this is how i want to do or or my intention my goal is to approach every day with this type of action this type of mentality um how am i going to respond what's my emotional skill set development looking like and of course every single day is different so none of these things are like, you know, etched in stone as to how they're going to play out. But the, uh, the and again, the separation like yourself, clear, clear goals. I want to finish project X. Right. You know, get that specific thing done or achieve something in my life. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important to really look at both because if we, and this is only in my experience and what I've witnessed in clients in the realm of life coaching and in friends that I know deeply, when we don't have both going on, when we don't have, so for example, like when we only have broad intentions, then that can typically end up looking like someone who never gets anything fucking done. You know what I mean? Who never fucking really does anything. And then they're like wondering why they don't have, you know, a project into the world, why this hasn't happened yet. There's there's sort of a disconnect around the specificity of action and follow through and accountability. And then when we only have action and accountability and specificity of goal setting, those times those people tend to end up feeling unfulfilled, disconnected, you know what I mean, too driven to the point where they find themselves feeling unfulfilled. And they're wondering why, why am I unfulfilled? I don't get that. And that's usually a disconnect from the bigger, deeper intention. The classic example is the you know, McMansion with the Ferrari in the driveway and I hate my life. Yes. What am I doing? Correct. Kind of modality. Yeah. yeah but I mean, it can even yeah. be like, this is the thing, like even for someone like me, who I'm very prolific in a, as a creator, I'm very prolific as an entrepreneur. I'm constantly feeling engaged in my business and my creative self and my doing. I'm very action I'm very much, I'm very accountable because I like to be in action. But I've certainly experienced in the past, even doing things like that where I'm really immersed in my business, which I really love and my my people I love and my creativity and my my artistic expression, all that stuff feels really good. And I've absolutely had the experience where I am feeling less fulfilled and peaceful and solid in myself when I had very light or very lackluster spiritual spiritual practice. You know what I mean? So like when I didn't have a real like connection to and and fierce commitment to and power around my intentions, my spiritual practice, my connection to nature, things like that, I and integration of of insights that I've gotten from ceremony stuff stuff like that when I wasn't doing that I would yeah I'd get a lot done I always get a lot done but I would feel less solid as a person and that's a problem I would say um you got me just kind of looking back at like the last 20 plus years of my life very quickly doing an overview of like, okay, well, at which times was I deeply rooted in in the why, and at which times was I deeply rooted in the what, you know? Uh, and, you know, the what being X, Y, Z things I'm going to do this year, and the why being what's important to me, mm-hmm. uh, what I, how do I want to feel as a result of the energy that I'm choosing to put into my life. And I feel like there's a, there's a kind of a sweet spot, right? There's a, there's a balance here that if we think about it and we're careful and considerate about the way that we choose both of these things, that we can find that sweet spot and we can really, you know, that's the live in the dream kind of modality where you're like, okay, what I do to fulfill myself spiritually, what I do to find flow, uh, what I do to have rich personal engagement and communication and connection, if all those things are parts of the things that I'm trying to do that are on my my achievement list, if those things actually are interconnected, then we're then we're actually finding that sweet spot. And I could think of myself, you know, if I flash back, say, 18 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, right when I was really like digging my heels in to serious traction into competitive canopy piloting. And for me, the passion in that is pure, was pure. 
You yeah. know, like I loved what I was doing. I loved it. It was, I could care less about the money. I could care less about the living circumstances. I could care less about the risk of personal injury. I just passionately loved what I was doing. And the goal sets that I had for myself in that time were in those same areas. And they, it enriched me on a regular basis to meet other people with same types of approaches to life who also were challenging themselves to their highest level, you know? And so that I felt, I feel like that little window of time had a, a really great sweet spot for me. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to note uh, that that changes over time, right? I can tell you can't just keep putting the same goal on the calendar every year yeah. because when we achieve a certain set of goals or if we progress in a certain area, where that sweet spot's going to be is not going to be the same spot anymore. Yeah. We're going to need to move and re-aim or recite our targets in both areas. Yeah. As growth-minded and growth, like like living as a growth person – it's inevitable that that changes. What's cool, though, about that is that's what's fun, is that there's always a an aliveness to what we're doing because it's always moving. It's always uh, different. Even if we are inside of a practice, like something, sometimes I put on my list things that I want to practice into, like a interactive skill of some kind that I maybe wasn't that great at. Like, for example, I'm going to look at my list. This is totally on my list from last year. And I think it was on my 2019 list as well because it was something I was really working on in myself. And one of them is this. Anytime I feel pain associated with another person, use that as an opportunity to practice deep self-love. So like that was something I can't achieve that. It's not black and white. I don't know when I'm done with that one. Rather, it's something that anytime that opportunity of, ooh, I feel pain associated with another person, I'm going to use that as an opportunity to practice self-love. So that's like, great. So what does that look like? Yeah, I have access to different things I might do that are in my category of what self-love looks like. Validate myself, give myself a hug, whatever, stuff like that. But like really be in the practice of giving myself what I what I need versus trying to source it externally. So that's something I've really made progress around, like for sure made progress around over the last couple of years, big time. But I needed it on my list. Like I have, I have tick marks, you know, <laughs> like I have this thing on my wall and I have tick marks. When did I do that? Like, yeah, yeah, I did that. And like really seeing my progress over time with stuff like that, that's iterative and that builds over sort of random opportunities that we can't predict coming our way. Hmm. How do you feel about the last year? 2020. I mean, we just recently did this gratitude uh, episode for 2020. Thanks, 2020. Yeah. And I I was amazed, actually, when we did the episode. I was quite floored about how much there was to be grateful for. And how much we actually got out of the year, you know, just by choosing to reframe our focus on, hey, what value did we receive from this? I was like, holy cow, we can't even fit this in two episodes. We yep. need to take three episodes. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I know. There's so much to be grateful for. Um, how do you feel now looking at your 2021 goals? How much of the 2020 goals are rolling over? How much of them are building upon and where are there actually new goals Mm -hmm. coming up? Yeah, that's a good question. I am lucky enough to to have so much that I can do all the time in the realm of, of goals and specific things to create or make happen that I can do right from sitting in this chair. You know what I mean? So I I have a lot of things that I can do, whether it's, again, I mentioned my Audible book, but the reason I keep bringing that up is like that was on my goals list for 2020 to have it completed by September 30th. And I missed that deadline because 
I was overloaded and overwhelmed, you know, and I wasn't able to really generate the energy and get through some of the obstacles that I faced around learning the process of recording for that particular creative work and working and hiring people to help me. Like there was a lot more to it than I anticipated, which is totally normal when we're going after something we don't know how to do. We're gonna learn through that process. So I feel I don't feel bad about it at all. I'm more going, why did that happen? Was that because I did something or didn't push? Part of it definitely for me was the overwhelm of 2020, the like I need a lot more self-care than I would have thought. Like I need more rest. I, I needed to diffuse fear more readily and more frequently than I normally would in a quote unquote typical year. Uh, just other stuff. So that's a it's just a really good example of reassessing and going, okay, so now my Audible book, even though it's not quite the end of 2020, theoretically there would be a chance I could get it published, but I can't really, given the timeline of something getting published on Audible, it usually takes 14 to 21 days to get approved. So there's pretty much no chance it will get published in 2020, and I'm completely okay with that. So it's now forward on my 2021 list, and I know a lot more, I'm, and I'm that much closer to it being done. Like, I have half of it recorded. You know what I mean? This week, I've been super intense about sitting in the fucking chair and writing the new pieces of writing that needed to be generated to be a part of this project. Again, I'm more saying this in detail because it's such a good example of taking on a big goal, not getting there, but then reassessing as you go forward and carrying it over to the next year if you are still committed to seeing that through, which I am in this case. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get that um, late night message that I sent you last night? I was doing some creative work. Um, I was writing a bunch of stuff, um, working on goals. Oh, uh, yeah, the quote. Yeah. Mission, mission, vision, values. Mm -hmm. And and the quote that I came up with as I was working, I was doing. I'm doing this process that I do for myself sometimes, where I co. It's kind of like Boggle, yeah. The game Boggle, where you like you shake up all the letters, (laughs) yeah, and you take all the letters and you like try to make words out of the letters. (laughs) I do that with sentences and paragraphs. Is it like take words, take like bunch of things that have been said and like go that's a keyword that's a keyword that's a keyword i put them in a box and then take a bunch of other keywords i put them in a box and i just keep doing that until i have this whole collection of keywords and then i just separate that from everything else and then i look at all those keywords and i see where they kind of fit together mm-hmm. and move them and restructure them and so the quote that i came up with last night is Growth is the constant process of self-forgiveness, learning to reframe our mistakes as the necessary steps in our development. Ah, beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. It really struck a chord with me, and it just kind of just appeared on the page, you know? And um, it really made me think about how we choose and part of it is spurred from a meme that you had shared the other day um about mistakes and how we frame them and whether we like we embrace we embrace losing we embrace failure you know that concept of like you know is failure okay no it's not okay it's part of what we are doing here yeah it's better than okay it's absolutely mandatory exactly so I'm, when I think about listening to you say I missed my deadline for my audio book, mm-hmm. like perfect, exactly, good, yeah, good, <laughs> good, because What's your deadline, good, good, because <laughs> now you know things that we didn't know, yeah, about how to do a better job the next time around. Absolutely, you and know? I'm getting the opportunity to model being a leader by sharing about it, you know, and seriously, like. 
it has been a struggle because it's a fucking lot of work. <coughs> and I don't say that in resistance to it. I say it just as a pure observation. Like, so when I get in conversation with clients who are frustrated by how long something's taking, they're frustrated when they come up against an ob- obstacle, they're frustrated that something didn't work the way that they thought it would, so now they have to find a different way. That happens all the time, (laughs) all the time, all the time on any large goal. And so it's like really being able to show that process. Like there's no part of me as like a person with a freaking Instagram and a public presence of, you know what I mean? And the audience, like, again, I sort of, I'm a little still, you know what I mean, how I feel about that. But I never want to be projecting myself as someone who it's just easy for because that's not reality. No part, like I listen to Masters of Scale. I listen to Tim Ferriss. I listen to Lewis Howes. I listen to Brene Brown. I listen to all these epic high achievers and leaders in the world. And I'm voracious for stories and learning and continuing education. I have the luxury of having a lot of space to myself where I can really listen while I'm doing other things. I'm constantly taking in this type of education. And over the whatever decade it's been that I've been doing this, it's so many stories echo what I just said. And so like, that's how for me, I feel so supported. There's so much solidarity. Like I'm in a fucking league of badasses because I missed my deadline and I'm persisting and I'm finding the way through that that issue that I was facing. And then this this issue that I was facing and then this issue that I was facing. You know what I mean? Like that's a big, big thing as it relates to goal setting and intentional practice. I watched a climbing documentary the other night. I was um, resting and recuperating at a friend's house. Uh, my friend John and Jesse, they're great people. They were really good enough to <clears throat> take me in after injuring myself and put me up. And And uh, they're both RNs. So uh, being registered nurses, they're able to just look out for my needs just as if I was still in the hospital um, and so grateful for them. And John's a, somebody that I've known for quite a few years and it gave us a chance to deepen our friendship a little bit more. Awesome. And um, we we're laying on the couch with the puppies yeah. watching a movie and the movie's about these two kids, you know, young guys who were trying to climb this crack, right? And there's a big sheer granite wall that they picked out and they saw this crack on the wall and they want to be the guys that do the first ascent of this this climb. And the first year they do it, they fail miserably. Right. I mean, they just they're just a shit show, right? <laughs> like they're just a shit show. Like they are falling and falling and falling. They barely make any headway and people from the ground are watching with binoculars and telescopes and there's a whole camp down there people who climb in the area and they're like you guys have been in the same spot all year <laughs> right like, all year <laughs> no progress but perseverance right continued perseverance and yeah. just not stopping and yeah, do they look like they're having a good time? Sometimes they're, they're a little crazy, like <laughs> right. a f- crazy, crazy kind of good time. Sometimes they're like, this is stupid. What the hell are we doing? This is not going to work. You know, like completely in that like serious stages of doubt. Yeah. And at other times they're like, come on, man, you can do it. You can do it. You know, I like really the whole spectrum of emotion is being explored on their journey. And after a year... The weather closes in, the season's done, they pull the ropes down, they go to the bottom, they go home. Yeah. Right? They go, okay, this year we failed to meet our goal. We did not achieve what we were trying to achieve, but we tried hard. We put in all the things we knew how to do and all the skills we had, and we used as much strength and dexterity and flexibility and malleability and all the things that we could put in we put in. Yeah. Was it enough? No. Mm-hmm. It was not enough. It did not achieve the goal. They come back the next year. They set up camp. They start again. They plug away at it all year. 
by the end of the year, they have made no progress. Oh, my God. Nothing. They're in the exact same spot of floundering around at the bottom of this thing going, now we really just look like a bunch of dummies just up here hanging out on the wall being stupid. (laughs) Starting to feel really doubting themselves. Mm -hmm. The second year closes in, they pack it all up, they go home. Go back, have a good hard think about things. Come back, year number three. Set everything up. Get to work. Work hard. Try hard. Have some successes. Have some huge failures. Falling, crashing, taking big hits. At the end of year number three, they have made no progress. (gasps) Right? Wow. No progress. You're talking year after year after year of just punishing yourself. Just like you start to question. And this is – there's a reason why I'm talking about this because I know that there are people who are listening right now who have – are feeling this right now. Yeah, for sure. Who are like, I have been beating my head against this wall for a decade Mm -hmm. and I haven't made a – what feels like I've made no progress at all. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It feels like nothing has been accomplished because the the goal – the attaining of the goal has not been achieved. Yeah. But what is happening in this process is the maturation of our minds, the understanding of all the little, you get this big box, there's like a hundred by a hundred square, mm-hmm. and there's 99 things that are not going to work. Mm-hmm. And there's one that's going to work. And one by one, you're Xing out boxes. Mm-hmm. Nope. That's not the one that's going to work. Nope. That's not the one that's going to work. Nope. 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 And eventually, you're going to run out of boxes of things that are not going to work. And these guys, they go back on their fourth year, and they've been training now for four years, right? Now they're stronger. Mm -hmm. Now they're not the same guys they were when they started. Now they're they're so refined. Like the finesse skill, the muscle development – the mental composure, the like, the training that has come from just year after year after year after year of putting their effort towards it is starting to pay off. And they make some moves, first go at it, you mm-hmm. know, and they're just like, very graceful, very quiet, very smooth, just perfectly placed. And all of a sudden, there's, there it is. They're over the first hump. They've made progress. And what follows it is this like cascade of just up, 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 the way the whole thing goes. And they achieve it and they make their goal. And it's such a beautiful analogy for so many things in our lives. We don't become a concert pianist overnight. Mm-hmm. It takes decades of practice. Yep. You don't become the world's best rock climber who achieves the hardest crack climb ever the first time you try it, uh-huh. the first season you try it. You know, So I'm telling the story from my own experience of knowing you know, when I set out to be a canopy piloting championship, I didn't win my first year. I started competing in 97. I won my first world championship in 2007. Amazing. Right? 10 years later. Wow. Right? And then the same thing when I started to do wingsuit racing. My first wingsuit race to my first wingsuit race victory mm-hmm. was seven years later. Yep. You know, so as we set our goals for ourselves, if you're looking at your calendar for 2021 and you're thinking, am I going to put the same goal on the calendar that's been on there for the last three years? And guess what? This guy right here is putting the same goal on the calendar that's been there for about four years now. I think four, four and a half years. Same goals going on the calendar, mm-hmm. and it's I've made progress. Yeah, it doesn't look like it. Doesn't look like it. it looks like I'm exactly where I was four or five years ago. <sighs> Nothing done. I get it. Right? I totally get it. I love yeah. what you just shared so much. It's so powerful. It's like we can talk about goals and intentions being a marathon and not a sprint. 
but to really get the the look into what does that actually mean? How does that actually show up? It shows up in starting in 97 and winning your first championship in 2007. It It's called thinking about writing a book. See, Sai is into it. The dogs are stoked. <laughs> thinking about a book, writing a book, and then five years later, having it be published. It's about saying, okay, I published this book. I want to do the Audible book. Two years after that, it's being it's being published. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's not nothing. It's really, really important, I think, what you say, because that helps us through those, those bouts of, oh, just the struggle of doing something, iterating, feeling like we're not making progress, but in the struggle of the doubt, is it worth it? Am I going in the right direction? The thing is, is that we never know. We literally never know unless we have reflected on values and who we are. Go ahead. I disagree. Go. It is impossible to go in the wrong direction. Mm. I agree with that. You're right. I agree. Mm-hmm. No, every I, I agree. Single, every single step we are making is in the direction that we are going in. I 100% agree in the sense that even if we make a quote-unquote wrong decision, which, again, I don't believe is even reality, we've made that decision with the best of our abilities at that time. If we have some experience, that experience is going to hopefully educate us in the way that we need to be educated to make a pivot if we want to going forward. But yeah, I completely agree with you. Yeah, there are only lessons, and lessons will be repeated until they are learned. <laughs> yes, I've been there. <laughs> what is on your? What's one of your specific, you know, goals? Whether it's in the personal realm or the professional realm, is there something specific that's on your list that you'd want to share about? Yeah, sure. I mean, I've been working on a number of things for many years. Mm -hmm. So uh, my book remains on my list and it is continuing. It recently has pushed back to the top of the pile um, in within the last couple of years at different times it's been my highest priority and other times it's pushed back and other things have reprioritized as to where I needed to put my time and attention uh, in order for what we talked about earlier the bigger picture needs in my life to be equally balanced Mm -hmm. you know i could just keep my face nose to the grindstone and slam away on something and be completely miserable because of it yeah yeah you Mm -hmm. know so at different times that has gone up and down so the the book is back up on top of the list um my goal that has not changed, which is I'm so grateful right now. You can't understand how grateful I am to have a broken back. Yeah, let's hear it. Yeah. Yeah. My physical fitness goal to be the strongest I've ever been in my entire life when I'm 50 years old. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. I want to be at my peak physical condition at 50. And I've been working towards this for a number of years already. Huge changes to my diet over the last decade. Mm-hmm. General approaches to act to physical fitness. The way that my lifestyles change. The things that I do. I mean, I was uh, I was a fat slob ten years ago. Oh, you, you were. Know? I don't I, even oh my I don't God. remember that. Oh my God! I was so fat <laughs> and I was so lazy. <laughs> I yeah. totally don't remember that. Oh, there's I pictures. You. I, I, I totally uh, yeah, believe yeah. you. So I, you know, those goals continue to be there. Um, so that's not even this year, right? Like uh, that that goal of being in top physical condition at 50 is two and a half years away. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But I need all two and a half of those years to condition myself yeah. to get to the point that I'm, I'm going to need all that time to mm-hmm. get it done, you know? Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Um, continuing goals mm-hmm. um being a better version of myself living every day in gratitude mm-hmm. yeah and that that one's really starting to become a practice that i don't even have to think about anymore yeah it's really just becoming who i am yeah that's that's what happens to me like people oh, how are you so happy all the time well uh duh i've said this a million times i'm not happy all the time 
But what I can say to that is that I've earned, I've earned it because I have practiced for years seeing the positive value in all situations. What is the positive? I believe this is for me. I believe this is for us. The universe has my back. What is the gift? What is the positive value in this scenario? Because I know it's here. So I've just practiced for years with myself and my clients and my writing to extract positive insight from fucking everything. And so it's easy for me to do that now. Here, here. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> the dogs today are, are participating. <laughs> I love it. Great. Uh, yeah. I think a lot of the things for me, um, you know, when I think about 2021, most of the goals are rollover goals. Mm -hmm. Most of the things that I'm wanting to achieve in my life, wanting to practice are not, I'm not like doing the like, oh, New Year's Eve, yeah, right? whatever you <laughs> call it when you're like, I'm going to quit drinking now. No, I'm going to quit smoking, whatever. Like most of this stuff is long gone in the way that I approach things. And I know the areas that I want to improve in. I know the areas that are of value to me. Um, and and they, they continue to resonate and refine those goals. Mm -hmm. I'm now starting to think more in 5, 10, and 25-year goals rather than in one-year goals. And as a result of thinking in a 25-year goal, I'm able to think about, well, where do I need to be in five? Where do I need to be in three? Where do I need to be in one mm -hmm. if I want to have that 25-year goal? Mm -hmm. um, and I have to thank um, you know, Jim Collins and Ray Dalio and these oh, yeah. writers, Brene Brown, you know, like these people who who get me thinking about the longer term to really have what I want to have, to have a, a life story that's going to live up to what I would like it to be. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. I love that. That's really yeah. powerful. I tend to – I haven't done that as much as I would – like, you know what I mean? So that's something that I'm leaning into in terms of of just l that practice. It's, I don't have tons of practice doing that. But I like the idea of thinking ahead. It's interesting because I've thought about – this is something that's been on my radar for a long time is the idea of buying my own house. And I live in a very expensive area and, you know, I don't have kids. And so it's it's like I don't need a house per se, depending on, you know, quote unquote need. I have been back and forth on that goal. And, and I'm also an entrepreneur. So like the financial systems are mostly not set up to support entrepreneurs. So there's a, you have to be creative financially in order to think about how you could get access to a larger amount of money to spend on a larger purchase like a home and stuff like that. Anyway, so I've been back and forth on that, that goal. And I share this because that's a version of a goal where I've I've now rested in I like the idea of owning a home in the town that I live in now which I really love and so I've I've sort of succeeded in my goal of feeling like I've put down some roots which I cared to do in this so I've lived in this town now 4 years which is really cool for for me as a person who's been quite transient in her life and the clarity that's come from, I really like it here. And I would like to, if I eventually decide to buy a home, I'm going to do it here in this town. And that gives an openness to the goal. But it also gives me this really awesome longer term financial goal where I'm like, fuck the system. I'm not going to get a loan from a bank. <laughs> you know, I, I, like I'm not even going to try to get a loan from a bank. I'm just going to make the money save it 
And if I want to then spend it on a large purchase like that, I will. And if I decide down down the line I don't want to do that, I'll still have a large amount of money that I have saved and now can support me in whatever way I choose to have it support me. So that kind of excites me, this idea of a really big, big sort of audacious goal that's out in the future that really isn't accessible to me today, but absolutely could be accessible to me if I approach my financial life in a specific way. What's the the acronym that Jim Collins uses? The B H A G big, big hairy, hairy audacious, audacious goal. goal. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And sure. I still have that detachment from outcome. Like, and that's why I why I think I've less thought about long term goals is because in my last decade of life, as it were. I had the experience of, of course, making all the grand plans and then having comically none of them even remotely turn out. (laughs) You know what I mean? So like I was getting that life lesson of it's kind of ridiculous to make big plans. But I think there's real balance in that. You know what I mean? So like we having those things to shoot for with while staying detached from those outcomes really does matter. But never having a long-term vision or, or goal, I think, also is potentially risky. Because then if you're not going in any direction, any direction will get you there. So that's I love that you brought that to the conversation. Well, I, I, I want to reflect on something, too, is that one of the things that's happened for me recently and i'm quite aware of it and i'm actually making proactive steps to help change it is um with selling my house moving into the van becoming mobile being a digital nomad my what can i do today like my my list of potentialities for the day is so broad that there's too many things to choose from. Right, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's overwhelming and will often stifle my progress where I'll find myself just fiddling about doing menial things, uh, cleaning house, yep. doing dishes, f- searching the internet, just not being productive towards a bigger picture goal or mm-hmm. some particular thing of value because I can't choose what thing is it that I want to make progress towards today because there's too many choices. Mm-hmm. And so one of my goals that I'm currently working on, and this will roll into the new year as a structure goal, is the the creation of new structures for myself and now i've talked about this before in the past highly structure oriented person and it is structure is what sets us free (laughs) yeah exactly. it's so crazy you know i I, I grew up with this free i want to be free i don't want to have to have a job i don't want to have to have a phone i don't want to have to have a bank account i don't want to have to do like and i literally roamed you know walk the earth kind of thing you know and i've had these periods in my life where there was no structure and i just followed my instinct and like let myself float around and do whatever felt good but that trapped me in a world where I had very limited resources, I couldn't really make any traction or progress towards any bigger picture goals because I didn't have the structure needed to support that progress. Yeah. And now I find myself in a place very, very different where I do have a lot of structure behind me. I do have very clear short-term, mid-term, and long-term goals. And I still need that structure. I need it more than ever. So one of the things that I'm doing right now is, and I'm not being too hard on myself about it, letting it come and go. It's okay. I don't need to get it all done today. It doesn't need to be perfect. The process is going to continue to refine on a regular basis. But making a point to turn my life into a project Mm. and say, And it's great because I got this advice from one of my students. And Sid, if you're listening, I heard you say it. 
turn your life into a project. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 So I've got my project list. I know how to do a project. I'm yep. like, okay, project includes, this is the main goal of the project and it's going to need all these elements to build it, to make it happen. And those are going to need all these sub elements. So they're going to need these teams. They're going to need these resources, whatever. And just been doing that with my life where I say, okay, what are the key things I want in my life? And making a short list and saying, you know, family, friendship, physical activity, you know, time in nature, creativity, uh, adventure, go down the list, right? Make your list. I'm just listing off a few of mine. And then literally making myself a to-do list that starts off with these elements mm -hmm. And then has, okay, on Monday, I'm doing one towards this project. On Tuesday, I'm going to do one towards this project. On Wednesday, these projects are going to get some of my attention. On yeah. Thursday, this project is going to also flight one, trust the journey, Jason Maledsky, JMO, music, yeah. you know, like yeah. all the things. They, they all need attention mm -hmm. or I'm not doing the things that I need to do for myself to feel fulfilled and to feel that bat looking for that sweet spot right really aiming to create that sweet spot by acknowledging all the parts that are there and that i want to have dedicating time towards all of them and recognizing that it's going to need to ebb and flow it's going to need to change and all of it is as much as part of me would like it to be a, B, C, D, E, F, G. sometimes it's just going to start and go z p right. l X, right. B. It's totally what? true. You know, yeah. You know, it's going to ping pong around. So. Yeah. And that's why I have my list printed out and put posted where I can see it regularly because I get totally immersed in Project B and I am, I could be gone. Like I, yeah, I'm so, I can get so into something I'm working on that I can easily forget my intentions. I can easily forget my other goals if I don't have them really on my list where I can. And so I, the, the 2020 or the 2021, the year annual thing, I, I have printed where I can see it. And I put the more micro stuff into my digital task list and stuff like that for frequency of reminder and whatnot. But I, I do that because I just will forget. I just will. And that helps me keep my bigger things top of mind. Like, for example, one of my personal goals is to do my next three-day ayahuasca ceremony. I wanted to do that this year, but this year boxed it out, you know, really just boxed it out, made it sort of, you know, travel, COVID, the whole thing. It, it felt right to me to push that forward. Uh, and so... But that's in the realm of like growth, me doing my own personal healing. That's a pillar of my, you know, you ask like, okay, what in what zone are you doing things? And if I don't have that listed, it could easily just keep getting deprioritized. As we've talked about many times, that work is very difficult and takes a lot of energy and separate focus from your typical connectedness and the digital world and just lots of stuff. So it's a commitment, but it's so it's so powerful and so good that I, I want it to be on my list so that I can look for the opportunities and the intuitive timing of when that's going to be a yes for me in 2021. So that's that's good for me. I'd love to do that with you. I would love that. <gasps> oh my God, that'd be wonderful. Yes, I yeah. like it. So, you know, there's this meme, uh, which I really enjoy. Uh, and it, it says, describe your job poorly. You know, so <laughs> well, my, my, it's a great one. I really enjoy It's so fun to do and you can do it in so many ways. So when I talk about um, being a canopy pilot and coach, my Poor description is I teach people to pull two strings at the same time. <laughs> so awesome. Right? <laughs> totally. <laughs> Whenever I'm watching people land parachutes, I'm like, pull the strings. Pull, pull the, the strings, strings pull, down. Pull, you can pull do strings it. at the yeah, same time. Yeah, I'm like coaching time. them from <laughs> Yeah. So with the uh, the ayahuasca goals, um, my, my okay, my goals are I'm going to drink some really gross tasting tea and then I'm going to puke a bunch. <laughs> Exactly. Well, and I will say this is that going back to my intentions for the coming year and my intentions for the past year and whatnot, 
is that a lot of my intentions come from my ceremonial work, trust, be seen. And these are very core, simple insights that have supported me in a very foundational way. Trust, be seen, go slow. One of the things that I got from ceremony, this is, gosh, a couple of years ago now, two and a half years ago now, was feel the sensuality in every movement, like to really be in, cause I, you know, I'm a dancer. Like I love to dance and I've had very specific goals about hip hop and West coast swing on my list. And, you know, and I, I love to move. And so to get an insight like that from ceremony was really beautiful. And, and again, a while ago, but it's connected to also my femininity and, how I can very typically be in a very masculine energy in the workplace, and I'm working a lot. So it's like to have an access and a goal and an intention set around unlocking and evoking and leaning into my feminine energy is really wonderful and beautiful for me. And I love goals like that. And I need them on my list. Otherwise, I could forget. You know, and so it's like that kind yeah. of stuff come for me has come from ceremony, but then has led to being intentional and then has opened up new, cool, beautiful experiences in my life because I prioritize them. You really got me thinking there when you started talking about that, because I started to kind of dig into my own experience in my now, as well as going backwards and, and asking myself questions about how I've come up with my goals in the past uh-huh. and w- where the, like what's been the generators, what have been the, the keystones to these decision-making. And I would absolutely echo that a large portion, if not all of my goal setting is based on ceremonial intuition now. Yeah. Like basically everything <laughs> that I'm, my path, my path, is laid before me with such an obvious clarity that how could I possibly ignore it, mm-hmm. you know? So I completely echo what you're saying. And if I go backwards in time and I think about, all right, how did I set my intentions in the past and what was my goal setting and where were my values? Even then it was instinctual, you know? It's like, it's the gut. Yeah. It's that that knowing, like, what do I need to do with my life to have value? You know, I know I need to go on a trip with this friends of mine, or I, I need to go explore the world, or mm-hmm. I need to start a business, or it's like something something deeper in our knowing rather than like in our higher cerebral thinking mm-hmm. mind. It's more of listening to our gut and allowing our our inner knowing, our, our inner spirit to speak and be heard. Yeah, for sure. And it takes intentional reflection to do that. You know what I mean? Like it, that could be something you put on a list is to sit and intentionally reflect on what I am called toward. You know what I mean? Like, and this is, I'm going to go back to a specific goal for me. The, I've mentioned wanting to spend time with my family and prioritizing my family and prioritizing my, my relationships and my family. And for, for example, my mom wants to go horseback riding. That's one of the things she said was on her bucket list. And I'm like all about it. Like I'm, I'm like, shit, yeah, we're going to go horseback riding. And so again, sort of this year is sort of boxed it out because of COVID and everything. But that is definitely on my list for next year, hoping that it's it's possible. But meaning it's easy to for me to be an autopilot around work. It's easy for me to be an autopilot around creativity. It's easy for me to be an autopilot of like staying here in New Jersey. And I like that I prioritize my relationships, my most important relationships, 
to make memories, right? So like that's a that's important to me. Like the idea that you and I would get to do the ayahuasca ceremony together is really cool to me in the sense that that would be shared for us, making memories for us and in alignment with my own personal development and per- personal healing goals. The idea of doing horseback riding with my mom, it's like I can help her do something on her list and have a life experience and we're also sharing it and making a memory and that's really important to me even though it seems like a small thing, it's a really big deal absolutely so um i'm having this uh, this interesting occurrence right here right, <laughs> right now <laughs> so one of my spirit animals is the raven right? oh cool uh, yes it's a very powerful omen and it's always been present there and the just showing up at always the opportune moments just to be there to nudge me on my path and keep me connected and grounded and and remind me that I'm on the going the right way or I need to change paths you know and like and then like calling my attention at times and as I sit here uh literally doing this podcast there is a painting of a raven on the wall right above the computer here right behind me and he's staring straight at me like <laughs> lean forward lean right in like this like <laughs> oh my, you have to watch the video peeps of what jay's doing right now <laughs> he, he, he's so leaned in and just being like are you going to pay attention yeah i'm I'm sitting here staring you in the face, you know, and and I'm just hearing so many of these things and they're just anchoring so solidly because of it. And so it's just another one of these beautiful little synchronicities. I love it. Yeah. Uh, There's so much more I could always share. I feel like I always have so many things on my quote unquote list, you know, and there's, there's things to be said about keeping something, a list sure or whatever, but I just go with whatever I feel like I want to go with. And I put a lot of stuff on because I have a lot of energy and that works for me. And I like to have things to move around, you know, to keep my energy fresh. So if I have just one goal, it's hard for me because I need, I need like, breaks from things. So I like to have a very diverse list so that I can go here and go here. And I'm always sort of making progress, you know, uh, in various ways while not having anything on my list that isn't really legitimately aligned with who I want to be. Well, well, here's something that I've come to observe that I think is a really powerful observation. I feel as though our brains in the way that we operate when our focus is in and I had a great conversation with some extreme athletes just a couple of days ago mm-hmm. about this exact topic people who find who are in areas of extreme focus mm-hmm. for extended periods of time where your life is on the line and you and literally uh, talking about free soloing highlights oh okay intense. like your, your life is on the line. Mm-hmm. You are going to fall and die if you lose, if you're distracted, oh, right? So, so you I, must I maintain, it. you must maintain focus. And now you only have such so long of a period of time that you can maintain focus for before your attention is going to wane and get distracted. And the reason this is, this is me to making making shit up okay I'm on the fl- on the floor having some thoughts Perfect. here on the, on the forefront of thought um our mind is a muscle like any other you can only do so many curls or pull-ups before your muscle gets fatigued and you can no longer do anymore because the muscle is tired mm-hmm. right same thing with our mind yeah we can only do so many repetitions or maintain a focus in one area for so long before our brain gets cloudy and fuzzy and we can't get a cognitive thought together anymore but pay attention you may be sitting here on a Zoom call on hour four and you can't even, your eyes are sideways. It's a muddle of nothing coming out. You close the call, you step in the other room and you could do something completely different with absolute clarity. Yep. Yeah. Right. Totally true. So it's about 
different parts of our brains are doing different types of work, right? Just like my bicep does different work than my quad, right? So when we pick our list of goals and the things that we're working on, allow yourself the freedom, allow ourselves the freedom to move around between different things so that we're exercising all the different parts of our mind and allowing other parts to rest, yeah. right? So if I work excessively on my book for a few hours, doesn't mean I can't switch over and now do another topic that's completely different that still works towards my greater goal set. You Were know? you at my house yesterday? Because that's basically what happened. <laughs> that's my house every day. <laughs> I was like obsessively working on a new piece of writing because I'm like, I'm getting this finished. And I did. I got it to a place. Well, not finished, finished. I got it to a place where I could send it to my editors, a.k.a. my BFFs. <laughs> but yeah, I echo that completely. It's so, it's so, so, so apparent in my, in my life anyway. But yeah. Uh, I feel like I could say so much more, but I know we have to cut ourselves off at some point. <laughs> well, I want to just do a quick, quick couple, one question before yeah, we get this wrapped yeah, do up. It. Okay. Do it. Give me a couple things that you achieved in 2020. Oh, goals couple. that you checked, boxes, boxes that got done. Uh, we jumped out of a helicopter over New York City and <laughs> commemorated the 19th Amendment and j supported gender equality, equality at large, and helped mobilize the vote. That was a big, giant deal, and it was wonderful. We did that in Nashville as well and a number of other places, but it was a big year for that. I was very proud of us. Can you use this like extra fat Sharpie to check that box? <laughs> yeah, I know. It needs the extra fat Sharpie. Right. Also, I finally got into a practice of hip hop dancing because, you know, I've been saying that a bunch, but like, I'm serious. Now I'm legit dancing every day with Shanti, my favorite. He's my gay married boyfriend. I love him so much. And um, yeah, he's, and I, but I'm really dancing <laughs> and dancing was on my list. Uh, and this is again, 2020, uh, where is it? Hold on. Oh, here it is. Go to one. So this is the thing I intended. I wanted to go just to one hip hop dance class this year, just to get myself out of my afraid of being even doing that. And I had put dance more on there and go to 10 West Coast Swing classes. But because West Coast Swing is a partner dance and COVID, that was completely kind of jettisoned from the list and so i transferred my my dance intention to hip-hop and it's been cool so i'm very proud of that as well awesome yeah awesome and so the reason why i wanted to ask for like just a couple and i know that there's many yeah more. yeah there's yeah. lists lists of things that got accomplished <laughs> i just wanted you to highlight a couple uh, as an exercise for our listeners to also do the same for themselves. Absolutely. To be like, look back and say, hey, you know what? Even though this was a bear of a year, mm -hmm. I still got things done. Actually, I crushed some things. There were some things that were just boom. Yeah, what's like, yours? What are yours? Oh, my God. Let's hear big it. Big boxes. Let's big hear boxes. It. Big Sharpie boxes. I completely rewrote the entire Flight One oh. of curriculum and modernized it using the most up-to-date tools that you can imagine. It's incredible, and I'm super proud of oh, it. I love it. We also used the scientific method and redid the way that we do things so that it's peer-reviewed studies, oh. so that it is a team-reviewed, peer-reviewed collective uh, curriculum. So setting a new standard for how we teach inside of our community. Beautiful. Um, I finished everything I needed to do to sell my house. Yeah. I sold it and I moved. And you moved. Right? Exactly. And I moved across the country. Amazing. Right? I completed my sprinter van build, which took me two years of planning and an entire year of building. So mm -hmm. that was a three year project to get that done. Yeah. Um, haven't finished paying for it yet. <laughs> so we got some work I would to say do. with the podcast, we we continued with our regular frequency of the podcast. I'm totally yeah. proud of us. I, I consistently am proud of us for this because anybody who does a podcast knows this is not easy. Like this no. is legit. Like I'm really proud that we have been so awesome on our commitment to this frequency and publication and creating and sharing. It's really cool to me. Yeah. Yeah. 
Go team. I bought my mom a Santa mug so that we could do our hot chocoditi holiday tradition. Boom. Oh, I remember you telling me about it before. <laughs> yeah. So I continued I to lean in aggressively, made it weird <laughs> with all the people that I love, exceptionally just on it, just I love you so much. <laughs> I love Calling it. all the time, yes. texting all the time, being in communication, richening relationships, and making a point to go see there's a person over there that I see who has similar values and goals and has the kind of that's somebody that I think would be a really good kind of person and reach out to them directly and been like, Hey, I want to be a closer friend. Yeah. Let's be let's be better friends. Yep. I dig it. My practice of anytime I think about someone, I write them or I call them. Always. It's like that's a consistent practice for me now. I'm not I don't even resist it anymore like I used to. It's pretty cool. Oh yeah. That's why if anybody ever gets messages from me in the middle of the night, it's cause I hope you know enough to put your phone on silent. Yeah, I know. You gotta put <laughs> your phone on silent. It's got team. a bedtime thing. It's got a thing <laughs> that shuts off automatically so that people like us can send you love messages in the middle of the night. Yeah. Oh, well, family, we would be remiss if we did not close out 2020 with, again, massive gratitude for all of you listening. It means the world to us that you spend your time and your valuable time and energy with us in any form. Thank you. I'm going to make one more mention. Do There's it. a huge, this was not a goal, but it's a, it's a, it's a, a waypoint it's what something of accomplishment as we close this year we're going to pass twenty five thousand listens ah, on trust the journey i love that i didn't even yeah. know that I'm yeah sorry. i just looked the other day as i was ah. doing so we're after this episode it's going to cruise it's going to pass twenty five thousand listens and that's a huge accomplishment and it's because of every single person who pushed play yeah it's absolutely you guys out there the listener who are responsible for helping us to achieve our goals of having a voice, of being mm -hmm. able to influence the world in a positive way, of being able to share and care and connect and be vulnerable. And yeah. Ripples all the of, things we say. Ripples of positive impact. That's what it's about for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's so it's again, it's so weird that this is the, this is the last episode of the year. And the next time you hear from us, it will be 2021. And I love that we've spent this time really, like really looking at the, both sides of, of stepping forward into intention and action. It's just really, really cool. And anyway, like we always say, guys, if you want to join us in the Trust the Journey family, do it. Please do it. Like if you're feeling like, oh, maybe I want to, I don't know. Seriously, a dollar a month on Patreon, that's like, it's really just, that's that's it. It's, it's like we two just cups like, of coffee. Yeah, yeah. And that's a month, you know, that's a month. So it's really nothing. It's really more like we like to have people, you know, kind of bought in and connected and feeling like they're they're committing to that so that they engage in the group in a in a bigger way because we believe that when we do that, we get more from it. So you're welcome to join anytime. Go to the website and the Patreon button, trustthejourney.today. But for reals, whether you just listen or share or whatever, we're grateful you're here and we love you so much. And yeah. We love you. Yeah. Keep laughing. Keep loving. And keep trusting, trusting the, the journey. journey. <laughs> One of these days we'll get good at that closer. <laughs> love you. <laughs>